Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now please enjoy. So, Tom's nephew Dave one time... <laughs> Wait, was his name Dave one time? <laughs> yeah. Dave one time. <laughs> Tom's nephew Dave one time. <laughs> so we're going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Woo! Welcome back to Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, where you are your host. This guy is Josh. And I continue to be Lennon. Well, you're a handsome fella. Fucking we explore right. controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys with uh, two guys that have love and passion for these topics. Things they may have heard of, but may not know the full story of yet. We're here to tell you those stories, share our opinions, and let you come to your own conclusions. We'll do the research. You don't have to. Keep your mind open to the possibilities that things just may not be as they appear. Appear. <laughs> <clears throat> Already, shit, and you can't cut that. Nope. Today we dive into a family experience. Today we dive into a family's experience while living in their dream home on the Uinta Basin mm-hmm. in Utah. Mm. The stories of what happened to these fam, this family, not these, to this family has fascinated as well as terrified people for decades. This family <laughs> <laughs> got him. His family's experience is some of the most bizarre and unexplainable phenomena on this ranch, ranging from the UFOs, the orbs, to poltergeists, and strange creatures. What the hell is going on at the Uinta Basin in Utah? Well, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn as we dive into Skinwalker Ranch, the Gormans, part one. Well, not Gormans, but yes. <laughs> yeah. It could have been. It could have been the Gormans part one. Probably, but... But I didn't go as crazy. It's so, okay. It's probably uh, best, honestly, Yeah. from our suffering today. Yes. Uh, Let's just get it out of the way. I'm, I have a migraine, and you are suffering from... Syphilis. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I thought Allergies. you got that taken care of. <laughs> Allie, well, the asshole's still seeping, but we're good. Uh, no, and I... Allergies, death of death of allergies. We we've bloomed here mm-hmm. in uh, the state we're in, and death by allergies. <clears throat> yeah, I was confused by what death of allergies. Death meant. by allergies. My bad. <laughs> death of allergies. <laughs> I want to kill them because they suck. Uh, yeah, you walk out to your car, you see it covered in yellow powder. You know it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> yeah. uh, luckily, in our highly evolved family, um, allergies <laughs> runs deep. <laughs> Balls deep. <laughs> so, uh, except I don't, I don't sound like ah, I got allergies. <laughs> I guess it's just my father. <laughs> I can't even remember what you said. All I remember was ah. <laughs> I think I said, "Oh, what's up? <laughs> oh, what's up?" Then he calls. He goes, "That's not what I sounded like." I was like, "No, it wasn't." <laughs> so nobody sounds like. <laughs> no, not a single person on earth. I can. Sorry. I can speak for um, experience. When you have allergies, you just you just want to close your eyes and say, nope. Yeah, so uh, we will have cuts to him randomly throughout the episode doing I'll that. I'll probably just be over here. If you're 
<laughs> like, you if got, you're on the video, you got anything be... to say there, Josh? Just give a yep. thumbs up. <laughs> you did good. All right. <laughs> Let me get this fucking hood off. Up oh, there goes my man. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna talk about Skinwalker Ranch. I'm going to talk about the um, what really brought Skinwalker Ranch out into the public. Um, and we're just gonna get right into it. What brought um, it out into the public? Um, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> fucking narcos. Um, no. Not many places on earth hit the big stories when it comes to paranormal. The paranormal. It's the big one. The paranormal. I still got it. Or the cryptid or even hotbeds of alien activity. Mm. But even fewer yet hit all three. Or a hot box. The story, the story of a seemingly normal ranch in Utah has left many with more, far more questions than answers. And it all begins with a family who went by the pseudonym The Gormans. Yeah. For their privacy following the events that transpired during their ownership of the ranch. This is their story, as told by Colm A. Halleher and George Knapp in their book, Hunt for the Skinwalker. So, so I read this book years ago. Yeah. And when, I'm, I'm obviously, you know this, because we I talk. Do. Um, but we just, I decided to get my information about the family from that book, because that was very well documented in there. Um, a lot of first-hand accounts by them. Mm-hmm. So... The Gormans moved on to the ranch. I don't think the book ever said a date. Did you know in your research? Did you find a date? Uh, what, when did it, Bigelow? It definitely, bet- it was like, give or take five years of 2000. So I'd say 1995 to 2005. Does that sound right to you? I, I think Bigelow bought the ranch in 96 or 95. I didn't write that down because, well, I didn't think I had to research that. No, I'm joking. Uh, I didn't write it down. I think he said 95 or 96, and that's when the NIDS team came in to investigate, which won't be covered in this episode. We'll cover it in part two. I, w- uh, I looked up when did the Gormans, and a Google autocorrected it said, when did the Germans surrender? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Well, either way, it was um, not yesterday. I'm pretty um, sure they had 15 months on the ranch yes. before Bigelow offered them $200,000 to... Get the fuck out of there. Well, not really, because as you'll probably they cover... I bet you they would have done it for a hundred. Yeah, $200,000 nowadays is $400,000. That's really not a lot for a 480-acre ranch. Exactly. <clears throat> which I'll talk about. So let's get into it. Let's get into the Gormans. Stay there. I prefer not to. No. <laughs> the ranch sits in a remote part of Utah, basically in the middle of nowhere, Utah. Very good. <laughs> the area borders the lands of the Ute Native American Reservation. We have a history of strange occurrences around what is now the ranch, stretching back 15 generations. Yeah. Yeah. The name Skinwalker Ranch actually comes from these Native Americans as they claim this ranch to be cursed and, quote unquote, in the path of the Skinwalker. What now, the fuck is a Skinwalker? Well, uh, go back to our other episode Skinwalker. Yeah, right. the other one. <laughs> The fuck no, which one? I can't remember. We've done 53 at this point. Oh, my God. Well, you're on 52. We've done 52 at this point. Hey, happy year. Oh, it is, isn't it? It's a year. Hey, we did it. Celebrate good times. Come on! Uh, uh, Thank you all for listening for a year. Um, And if you haven't been listening for a year, which that makes sense. That happens, yeah. um, Thank you for jumping in and taking this journey with us. Appreciate it. Didn't really write anything to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you didn't even know it's been a year. I forgot it was. Hey, these yeah. things happen. Yeah. Skinwalkers well, are episode eight, and they're on YouTube. They it's just episode eight. It was wow. episode eight. 
Navajo Skinwalker. Skinwalker's Navajo legend. Well, this is the Ute, um, not a Skinwalker's, but same. Well, yeah. The same, Ute, same. Ute didn't really believe but not in so it. not so same, same. Yeah, not really. What is that from? I don't Different, know. but not same. That was uh, James Franco. I think it was the interview. Anyway, the name Skinwalker Ranch actually comes from the Native Americans. I said all of this. They had moved, the Gormans, that is, they'd moved to the 480-acre ranch from from the New Mexico suburb, suburbs yeah. to start their cattle ranch. They purchased the property from an elderly couple who had basically abandoned it for life in Salt Lake City. Yeah. From day one, moving Surrounded onto the ranch. by Mormons. Yeah, um, Gormans are Mormons. <laughs> is that why just I said that out loud <laughs> I wonder they were if the Gormans were Mormons nickname Mormon sorry if the Gormans nickname mm-hmm. was based off their real nickname or ah oh, fuck it Josh can't I can't think straight guys it's okay, it's okay. a lot of allergy medicine. go back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> just, just enjoy enjoy the show night night <laughs> So from day one, moving into the ranch, the Gormans began experiencing odd things. Yeah. And this is where it all begins. Day one. Moving day, day one. Literally. While moving boxes from the truck into the main house, Tom Gorman, the husband and father, noticed an animal walking in his direction off in the fields. He didn't immediately recognize what type of animal it was, only that it was big. Yeah. At 400 yards away, he began to see it more clearly. It was much larger than a wolf, and by this time, his wife Ellen noticed it too and began inquisitively staring at the beast. Uh Oh, what is it? As it walked closer and closer, they noted the gray fur it had and the wet coat from walking through the tall, wet grass, not showing any sign of slowing or hesitation as it continued its trek towards them. Hey, it's Billy! (laughs) (laughs) It's Billy, my pet wolf. (laughs) He's wearing a wolf pelt. A A wolf coat. A wolf pelt. We went took on a, a journey. journey and took a ride. <laughs> uh, the ride is off. Please leave. Please leave. <laughs> Exits are on the sides and here, 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 front here, and here, back. Here, 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 here. <laughs> um, that's the genie. Yes. I but, love I love that genie. Yes. Anyways. By this point, they were thinking it was a wolf, but when it stopped 50 yards away from the family, they could see, be- see better that its size would make that three times larger than any wolf Tom had ever seen. Up to his chest. Yes. The back was. Stood there just staring at Ellen. Ed, Tom's father, remarked, maybe it's someone's pet. It's a fucking big pet. Jesus. It's <laughs> it a Malamute. What the fuck's that? You should look it up. It's a giant dog. Okay. Mr. I have the explanations for things. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Well, no, that's your task. Jamie Foxx is at death's door? Yeah, I heard. Really? Yeah, he's been in the hospital for like a month. What the fuck happened? I know some kind of major medical emergency. They rushed him in, and he's been there. Hmm. Yeah. I just watched a commercial he was in. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what a big fan. <laughs> big fan. Big, big fan. So he thought maybe it was someone's pet. No. It, it continued his mission towards the family, and right toward the herd of prized calves in the corral, the family had just moved onto the property, the mainstay of their livelihood. One of these calves, too, saw the creature and had its big boy pants on that day, peering at it at its approaching predator. Now, 100 feet away, with its head through the bars of the fence. So the calf was watching it walk towards 
the family. And it said, here, let me just get my snout out. The calf put its head through the fence to get a look at it while the rest of the calves turned tail and scurried. <laughs> they they sure, were off. They, they were in the back of the coop. They were. They were like, get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Ow. By the time the beast was 10 feet away from the family, now all frozen in shock and fear, in terror, I meant to say, they could smell the wet dog scent emanating off of the creature in the air. Then it casually walked up to Ed, a man standing over six foot tall, was now squared up against a wolf creature that's head was up to his chest. It's a big fucker. Yeah, it was. Sorry, I'm I'm copying a uh, image to give to you. Okay. You're going to have something. Jamie Foxx is at Fox's door. <laughs> Fox's door? Yeah, he's been in the hospital for like a month. Didn't you just watch a commercial? <laughs> I'm a big fan, big fan. <laughs> that's not a great picture of him, but... Oh, okay. So it's a big dog. You can go ahead and delete that now. Because <laughs> right. I just exited everything. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's a big dog. Anyways. Ed petted the huge muscular beast after it walked up to him. Remember, he squared up against it. <laughs> he pet the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And Tom really began to suspect something wasn't right. Something just isn't quite right. Just didn't right. smell right, look right, or seem right. No. But just as calmly as it approached the family... And stopped. Mm, a snack. But so too calmly did it turn and lunge to the calf's head through the gate. <laughs> yes, it did. In a split second, the calf's head was in the beast's mouth. The beast leveraged its legs against the gate and was trying everything it had to pull the calf through the slots. Tom and Ed ran towards the screams coming from the calf and began to beat the beast. Meow. Tom kicking the beast. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I went to say moo when it came out. Meow. Oh, My apologies, dude. It's all good. Tom kicking the piss out of its ribs mm. and stomach. Mm. And Ed mm. had secured a baseball bat on his way over and delivered blow after blow to its back. And she's like, yeah, fuck off. I'm, I'm hungry. Pretty much. All of which seemed not to phase the beast at all. Still ripping the calf. Still trying to rip at the calf through the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ted, Tom, and Terry. <laughs> Ted, Tom, and Terry. <laughs> Ted. No, I the comma wasn't put in. Ah. Ted. <coughs> Ted. Ted. Tom and Ellen's son retrieved Tom's 357 Magnum as he demanded, and Tom proceeded to pump three bullets into the beast's chest at near point blank range. He was like less than 10 foot away. He was progressively walking towards it. Yes. The creature should have dropped after the first, but on the third, it just started signs of slowly releasing the calf's mouth, the calf out of its mouth. It said. And stood there staring at Tom. It was unfazed by three, three, three fifty seven Magnum shots to the chest. Those are a good sized gun. Yes, it's one of the bigger handguns. Let go of the calf's head and then turned and stared at Tom. I'd shit my pants. Yeah. Tom quickly put a fourth round into the beast's chest. Sorry. It's okay. And it slowly started backing away while staring him down. Motherfucker. All of these shots should have dropped the animal or even made it show signs of injury or pain, but none of these were present. It acted as if it was mildly disappointed rather than shot four times. Tom, I'm disappointed in you. Why did you do this? We gonna be friends. <laughs> you petted me and everything. We were, we were friends. God damn it. God damn it, Tom. God damn it. Damn it. When it was about... <laughs> Let me move closer. The beast's eyes remained locked with Tom's, and it slowly started backing away the whole time facing Tom. When it was about 30 yards away, Tom asked someone to grab his 30-06, to which Tad ran and retrieved. Another Jesus decent-sized gun. Blast him! Yeah. No blood trail could be seen from the creature, and the fear crept over the family. 
Tom raised up his gun at the creature, which he had used many times to take down an elk, and let loose a projectile which unmistakably hit near its shoulder. Yes, it did. It was still unfazed and still staring Tom down. Yes, it did. He took aim for a second shot and fired. This one pierced its chest and sent a hunk of flesh flying to the ground. Chest. The chunk of meat. Big old chunk of meat. The beast was still unfazed, took a final look at the family, and turned around and simply trotted away. I'm disappointed in you, Tom. How many <laughs> shots you want to take at me before you realize we were going to be friends? <laughs> I thought you would just give me a snack. You give me a calf. I, I don't give you kill protection. you. <laughs> Ellen began to cry, and the kids stood by, panicked and afraid. What the fuck is crying going to do? <laughs> Get in the house. <laughs> Get out of here. That's fucked up. It's 2023, Josh. <laughs> we don't talk to women like this. <laughs> I would never talk to women like this. I know you would. <laughs> okay. <I> was... <laughs> Maybe if I did, though, I'd actually get more. Oh. Huh. They do like the assholes. They do like asshole men. Yeah. They... Why do nice guys always lose? I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm getting married. I have no room to complain. But I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. So you've already lost. It's over. I think I won. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um. Tom decided he was going to go after it. That's a it good was, idea. He was headed straight for a group of cottonwoods, and after that, there was a creek. I mean, when I shoot something, which I never shot a gun, when I shoot something, it's yeah. just like, whatever. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to say, yeah, I know you're walking away and retreating, uh-huh. but motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you again. Well, I think it was more of a fear thing of, I don't want this big-ass bitch to come back if it ate all Listen, those shots. Well, yeah. And? Well, yeah. It, it, dude, you shot it. <laughs> Jeff's back. You shot it six or seven times. And the thing is just like, yeah, I'm just going to trot off then. Fine. Yeah, what is a couple more shots going to do? I don't know. A fucking sink some more into Listen. it, maybe. I, I don't blame him. He's got a fuck ton of calves. It already tried to take one out. Yeah. He's got kids and a wife, you know? I yeah, don't blame I know. him. Well, okay. Maybe after I clean the shit out of my pants, I would go there get him. We can have more shit in there in a few minutes. <laughs> you might as well just keep it. Stop <laughs> <laughs> it back in. <laughs> what do I do with this? <laughs> so after he decided to go after it, I... Yeah, I didn't mean to say any of that. <laughs> it was headed straight for a group of cottonwoods, as he said. Mm-hmm. And after that, there was a creek, so he knew he had to get to it very quickly. Yeah. So armed with the two guns, Tom and Ted, his mm-hmm. son, remember, ran after it. It was making incredible distance, even at a trot, and approaching the cottonwoods. A little switcheroonie. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. Um... So they ran after it, and it, even with it trotting, it was still covering a fuck ton of ground. Absolutely. it was a big bitch. A big boy. <laughs> it's a big bitch. <laughs> As they struggled to keep pace with the animal, Tom noticed on the ground distinct, visible tracks the animal was leaving behind. As they approached the creek side, they no longer spotted the animal. But Tom, the experienced tracker, could see the paw prints in the mud and followed them. That's right. He was down on the ground going... <laughs> <laughs> I like how I went to do this, but I, like, flicked my chin, not my tongue. Um, well, you get the beard oil, so just, there you go. Yeah, it's a little oily. Just <laughs> one eyebrow. The beast was gone. Oh, my gosh. So he's the experienced tracker. The beast wandered <laughs> from what he could tell through the paw prints. The beast ah. had wandered around the side of the creek a brief bit before Tom lost the tracks. But a short distance later, he saw them again. I think it was like thirty yards, thirty yards farther down. He picked them up again. It's a fun. <coughs> a fun. That, that, that's a far distance for. Yeah. 
no tracks and then tracks. Yes. Must have been dry in that area or something. Right. But sometime later, he picked up the tracks again, like I said, 30 years later. This time, they were very prominent, and they were sunk down in the mud quite deep, like two inches or so. <laughs> yeah, they were two inches. Yeah. Um, kind of so, like me. Oh. I'm just kidding. That fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> My goal in this whole episode is to fuck you up randomly. Perfect. <laughs> so, so they were sunk down in the they mud. They also called me Tic Tac. That's my nickname. Tic Tac. <laughs> yeah. Come here. I'll freshen your breath. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, two inches deep in the mud. They followed these for about five yards before, felt, they, sa- before they simply stopped and just vanished as if the creature had just called in an uh, airlift extraction. So they did one of the gone. old... Vanished! Yes, they did. Reappear! <laughs> they just were gone. They just stopped. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks later, though, Ellen was returning home from work one day, and after returning to her car to clo- from closing the gate on the property's long dirt road... Mm-hmm. To the homestead, she noticed something moving off to her left. Once again, she spotted the enormous beast that they had a run-in with previously. The blue eyes, the gray fur, and its incredible size, and its head was well over the car's roof. That was me. That was him. (laughs) Though even odder yet, there was a second one this time. This one was a tad smaller and all black, but this one looked more dog-like, but still not that of any dog she had seen before. She floored the gas puddle and zoomed off to the homestead determined to say something to the authorities about the supposed wolf issue. Yeah. Did you write wolf dick in my notes? <laughs> I did. I was like, why is he looking at me? <laughs> about the supposed wolf issue. Wolf dick. Uh, so th- this was... Uh, hey man, I was hoping to hide that in there. You just read it naturally. Wolf dick. Wait, wait a minute. So that was from day one. You get the wolf's. You get your first bit of it, cryptids. As Beautiful. we said, every they hit the gauntlet on this fucking ranch. You got some kind of weird cryptid that fucking eats bullets, doesn't show any signs of blood, is fucking almost indestructible. Yeah. Yeah. So um He is the terminator of the deer. Do, or the, do some kind of hand sign when I need I to. was doing this. I didn't see that. <laughs> I thought you were trying to grab your sweatshirt. I'm just sitting here like <laughs> <laughs> Every eye signal I can do, like <laughs> <laughs> mute me. Oh, okay. But the wolf was just the beginning of the family's torment at Skinwalker Ranch. Things would often go missing around the ranch. Oh, wonder why. Ellen would question her memory after utensils she placed down would suddenly disappear from the counter. It was just the FBI moving the stuff on her. Probably. They said, "Hey, Jim, I want you to go in there. You I see you- that there spatula? You see that?" She's in the shower. My wife wants that for her spring collection. <laughs> She's in the shower. I want you to take that hairbrush. I want you to put it in the goddamn freezer. There you go. Put it in the now freezer. you did it. Yeah, it's going to fuck with it. Let's watch now. Hey, Bill, isn't this illegal to have cameras in the bathroom? Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, there she goes. She looks mildly confused. <laughs> She's brushing Is it worth it? Comb with her hair. <laughs> her fingers are meant not with her hair. Yeah. Oh, same working. So, one time... At band camp. Yeah. Uh, I, when, I, t- when I chime in, I got to have my eyes open. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I was, I was just, not at band camp. <laughs> just sleeping over here. One time, when Tom bursted into the house, pissed off, demanding... Like Kramer. Demanding to know where his 75... 70 pound... Not that the five pounds makes a difference. 70 pound post digger had gone. Everyone was confused, and they had obviously not touched the equipment. He said he left it on the ground near his truck, 
left to go grab a tool, and returned a few minutes later to find it gone. You know what it did? Vanished! It vanished. After a half hour searching, they retired to the home at dark with it never found. Yeah. A few days later, he was working on a fence post, set up, set some of the pliers he was using on top of the post, and turned around to grab something. When he turned back, they were two were gone. It, he said that it was literally just like a, mm, mm, just like that. Yeah, it actually fell in the hole, and he's just idiot. Well, if he was kidding, using I'm okay, joking. okay, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I was gonna say he said it on the post, so the hole was not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep, that was the joke. Thank you. You know, he found the. Uh, Postal digger, though, right? Eventually, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't write about it, though. In what the you, tree. In the tree. Yeah. In a tree. Yep. Just a 70-pound postal digger in a tree. Sure. Yep. Yep. That's, yep, just, yep, yep. that's normal. That's uh, fucking wild. It's a normal day on a uh, normal <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, old Tad came out with the sun. He goes, you get fucked! <laughs> he threw it <laughs> and just landed in a tree. That's a strong kid. Uh, apparently. It's a strong kid. Yeah. Proceed. Well, his anger. <laughs> nope. Yes. <laughs> His anger at these events led Ellen to explain to him that she too was having the same issue herself. Things inexplicably missing. Oh yeah, I lost a hairbrush, I lost a spatula, I lost a dildo, I lost an anal plug. Lost it all, Bill. Yeah. Jim. Nope. Uh John. No. Nah. Tim. Nope. Tom. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Um I knew it was a three letter word. Uh so now we hit the second thing, like poltergeist like yes. activity. Yes. You got some torment, you got some fuckery. Shithousery going on. So, cryptids, poltergeist activity. Did first get, first few months of being there. Did you get into any more of the poltergeist activity? Not not much. Can I chime in with a story Please that I do. Found? Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat from this because I'm going to be on camera. So, in my episode, listening to the interviews, he was telling us George Knapp, which we'll get discussed later, a uh, different episode. Uh, next episode, I'm uh, just going to shut up now. <laughs> he was t- telling a story about how the family was in the house and saw outside the silhouette of what looks like a, a person, a tall person okay. in the window. And then eventually they started hearing footsteps in the house. Okay. And then eventually they started seeing this shadowy human thing right. in the house. Yeah. Followed by one night, a couple nights, they started seeing it at the end of their bed. Oof. That's Billy, my fucking poltergeist in my house. <laughs> He's a good guy. Good, good Get guy. He's got to talk to him. Good, good guy. Yeah, I didn't tell the whole story because I didn't write it okay, down. I remember that one, though. Yeah, I just I didn't, didn't put it in. I, 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 are you done? I am done. Okay, I didn't know if you had more you wanted to say. Cause... <laughs> Did you bless yourself? <laughs> bless you. <laughs> that is how I sign off on my sneezes. <laughs> it's like when you're talking on a, I just on suck a radio. It. Over. It's like, boop, 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 at you. Boop, boop. Um, so, yeah, as I will talk about, uh, I mentioned it at the end, but I can mention it now. The family had, in their 15 months or roughly around their time, that time, they had so many different things happen to them. And for obvious time constraints, I didn't talk about all of them. I just talked about some of the big ones, a couple from each of the main categories, and some of my favorite ones. Okay. But not... But I appreciate I wasn't discrediting. Yeah. I'm explaining. I'm just kidding with you. People should read the book. People should watch the documentary by Jeremy Corbell. People should check out George Knapp's research. But let's finish talking about some of their stories first. Yes, sir. So Tom's nephew Dave one time. <laughs> Wait, was his name Dave one time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dave one time. <laughs> 
Sometimes after you Dave one time. How's <laughs> <laughs> it going? Dave one time. <laughs> Get a high five one time. Oh, sorry. I read died <laughs> suddenly in Jamie Foxx, and he didn't. It's okay. It was just the name of the, the big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I saw his voice. She take my money. Woo! When I'm in need. Tom's Sorry. nephew, Dave, one time, was, <laughs> was visiting for a few weeks to help out around the ranch for a break from city life. Tom was uh, set on trying to get his nephew yeah. out of his shell of a city boy and get him into the, you know, cowboy and stuff. I, I, can, I can understand that. So one night, Tom decided to take Ted and Dave one time out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> take them out for a walk around the ranch to admire the gorgeous life in rural Utah. Yep, this is my ranch. For lady acres. For Virginia. We don't go over there. There's a wolf. <laughs> you stay away from there. It's Here's a weird wolf. It's not like a normal wolf. It's a weird wolf. <laughs> he smells like... kind of smells like roses, actually. Yeah. Tom and Ted were showing Dave one time around when... Uh, up on the ridge line... They did a little scatting. <laughs> Musical number about the... Pleasures of farm life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Burt Baccarat. <laughs> so, um, bordering around this, uh, the ranch, there's a big ridge line on the northwest side. Yes. Northwest side. There's a big ridge. Um, and that's important to many of these stories following. I should have said that before. Yeah, Skinwalker Ridge. So, Tom and Tad were showing Dave one time around when up on the ridge line, Tom noticed a trespassing RV's lights. Bahaing around up there. Pretty much. No horn, though. Silence. (laughs) Completely silence. Tom had zero tolerance for trespassers, so he pointed it out to the boys and decided he would go confront them. God damn it. But as they got 200 yards away from the lights, they started moving away from them. So he wondered if they had some sort of night vision goggles to have seen them approaching in the dark and decided to drive away and try and get the fuck out of there before being caught. That makes sense. I drive around with night vision goggles around all the time. Yeah. I just pictured some hillbillies with some night vision goggles, like military, like nice ones. Yeah. And they're like, God damn it, Billy. We can get any deer with this. <laughs> Don't even need the spotlights. <laughs> Bing. He wondered. Which one, Dave one time or Tom? No, 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 no. Tom, all of them now were in a sprint towards the, the RV, chasing after it, for fear of them driving over fences in an attempt to escape and let out some of their prize cattle. He's like, for sh- certainly they're going to be driving these fences over. Yeah. And now he's going to have to, A, repair them, B, try and figure out how many of these cattle are going to get out, or right. maybe they're going to hit the cattle. And you lost your goddamn post hole digger, so it's fucking... Exactly. you got to make something happen. For Virginia. But as he was watching them... Yeah. No. As he was chasing them down, he seemed to notice, this is Tom, notice just how smoothly these lights actually were moving. Certainly, on those old dirt roads riddled with holes and craters, the RV should be bouncing, and in turn, so too would the lights, but none of this was the case. But then the lights seemed to rise up off the ground a few feet, and then come back down. Oh no. They continued their foot chase, but the lights were gradually speeding up away from them. Still puzzled about how they rose up and came back down. Yeah. They came to a fence line, expecting to see it driven over, but to Tom's surprise, it was perfectly intact, and so too was the following ones that crossed between the lights and themselves. 
The RV was somehow hopping over these fences rather than driving through them. Thankfully, he doesn't have to fix them now. Exactly. He's like, oh, well, this isn't that bad then, but what the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) They continued their chase, and the RV was now headed towards the last pasture of the property that was bordered in thick Russian olives and another more beefy fence. I thought you were going to say a thick Russian accent. Yeah. This is my fence. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck happened to Tom? There's just... uh, Olaf in the back there. He's he just this is my fence. And that's all he does. They just pay him there to stand there and point. Thank out you, Olaf. Fence. But we're chasing after fucking UFO right now. How about you get him? What are you doing? I you pay me for fence. I get vodka. <laughs> you give me vodka. Vodka. <laughs> so he knew that there was that, that yeah. RV was coming after. No, he knew that he was it was going to the last part of the pasture and was yes. bordered by that shit. So Tom was pleased because. They were trapped. And Dave one time said, what the fuck was that? And Dave one time was like, what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) I got my guns ready. (laughs) Um, But as they approached the RV, he noted that he could not hear the RV's engine. Now about 200 yards away from it, they had their sights set on the red taillight they had been following for quite some distance. The boys were running ahead of Tom, and it was their loud gasp that made him look (laughs) up from the uneven ground to see the lights now rising above the ground. And I rise up, and I rise. <laughs> Sorry. They all stopped to watch whatever was happening in front of them. The lights continued to rise up until they were above the tree line blocking its path. These trees stood well over 50 feet tall, and now they could see the object more clearly against the backdrop of the sky. Yeah. What they perceived to be an RV was actually an oblong refrigerator-shaped object, that was smoothly and silently floating over the trees and off out of their sight into the night sky. To the ever after. So Tom had no explanation for this event whatsoever. A few weeks later, while out on a walk, Tom and Ellen would experience the same odd lights hopping around their property. But just like before, they would catch up a little bit. It would rise up again, gain some ground, and float back down, seemingly reacting to their movements and attempts to... Get closer to it. I think it's intelligent. Yes, but they lost sight of the, uh, but they lost sight of the lights despite their best searching, and once again the object was gone. Their first few months really had been filled with oddities up until now. Right. So now we're hitting strange lights. Could they be orbs? There is many other orbs that they have witnessed, but um, there's also craft that they can see. Mm-hmm. So cryptids, poltergeist activity, now UFOs mm-hmm. slash orbs. I have this as strange objects, flying objects mm-hmm. in my category. After the cattle were moved onto the property, the activity seemed to ramp up from there. Yeah, A common trend going forward in all investigations is animals. Yes, Animals seem to be the trigger as well as actively seeking out and looking into any and all activity. So animals are a trigger, and investigating this phenomena is a trigger. You know what else is a trigger? Strange people, loud noises, and digging. 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 Those three are the main ones. Yeah. Well, in the investigation. Yeah, yeah, We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about Um, So, But yes, the animals are a big thing. Yes. But when winter came, a few months after their move onto the ranch, Tom seemed to be determined to catch these activities culprits. Yes. At night, he would roam his land and check things out to make sure all was well and safe with his ranch and his animals. One night on his return walk to the homestead, he noticed some movement off to his right. Uh Turning to look at it, he saw against the snow-covered ridgeline 
an aircraft that seemed to have appeared out of nowhere. Mm. So once again, the ridge. Um, it's almost like a hologram. He compared it to a small hybrid version of an F-117 and a B-2, but it was silent as all the other crafts before. And deadly. Probably. It was floating 20 feet off the ground and started to hover towards him. The multicolored lights emanating from the craft danced on the ground, those same lights that he had witnessed time and time again. But these ones, he said, seemed to look like they were scanning the ground for something this time, coming from the craft. I have not heard this one, by the way. Really? Um, He said that if it wasn't for the snow-covered ridgeline behind it to make the black craft stand out, Mm -hmm. its minuscule movement and silence would have made him miss it completely. He said... It seemed as if it was searching the ground for something as it slowly followed up the ridgeline. Yeah. Tom crouched to avoid detection. He got nervous. He jumped. He crouched down real quick. He tucked some of the grass, put it in up. Something ain't right. Well, it was winter. <laughs> you can still find grass in the winter. He watched, Come on. He watched for a minute as it continued to hover. A little quick edit. He oh. watched for a minute as it continued its suspected search, and mm. when it seemed a safe distance for Tom to stand up, he did so. But when Tom stood up, his joints cracked. <laughs> oh, wait. I have heard this one. It's cracked. That's... His joints cracked. Suddenly, the craft snapped to his to face his position, and the lights on the ground turned off. Sucks getting old, man. I guess so. It's like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> well, so, shit. Can't go hunting now. It hovered away from him down the ridge line, still facing his position. Yeah. And then after it passed the ridge line, it got lost in the blackness of the sky because it was black so what? It likes to uh, this this phenomenon likes to back away slowly while looking at you. Yes, stare. It's a big fan of the stare down. As far as I can go. It's not a trap. It's a face off. Several weeks after this. Ellen witnessed another craft of her own. If you know, you know. (laughs) At around 6 p.m. while driving down the dirt road toward the homestead, she noticed something she likened to a black shadow or a dark cloud floating over her car. Floating in the sky. Floating in the sky. I haven't said that in a while. No. She looked up and saw a massive triangular-shaped craft flying overhead. I have one of those. Do you? The object seemed to match her speed in the car and followed her... Perfect time not to talk. <clears throat> well, I saw you doing that, so I was giving you the minute. Oh, gotcha. I, I was like, I can get this quietly as long as he's talking, and then you stop talking. It's like, bam! <laughs> <laughs> I saw you getting ready. I was going to be helpful. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the object seemed to match her speed in the car and followed overhead around 20 to 30 foot above her as she drove. So just hovered and just kept pace with her. Yes. Again, the same multicolored lights seemed to dance on the ground around her car as she sped up towards the house. She could see it out of her front windshield and out of the side windows above her. So hey, you're getting all like flustered over so there. So it was a massive craft. It's massive craft that she could see all around. Right, right, right. She raced towards the house, and upon turning into the driveway, <laughs> the craft continued west. Ab- what? Just anybody in the video right now is like, "What the fuck is going on with the hat?" <laughs> You keep changing it. <laughs> she raced towards the house, and upon turning into the driveway, the craft continued west above her, then over the house before being once again lost in the blackness of the sky. And to Grandma's house it went. And off the ghost. She ran inside and called Tom, who was out of town. He calmed her down and continued on, and she continued on with her night. Oh, gotcha. 
Later on that same night... Listen, was, woman, I can't do anything. I'm not there. Just fucking deal with it. Right. Later on, she was washing dishes and looking out the window at the sink. I hope she their said, fucking dishes weren't dripping all on the floor. Yeah. Leaking. Yeah. What else could happen? Yeah. Poltergeist? Yeah. Shit in the tub? Leaky fucking goddamn sink? That's just your apartment. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm in Skimwalker Ranch Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Very She's, good. It's distinguishable. Distinguishable. <laughs> Okay, so she was looking out the window doing dishes, as I said. She suddenly noticed another RV object parked out in one of the fields. Confused on how the RV drove by her house and into one of the fields without her noticing, she continued to stare at it and try and figure it out, put the pieces together. Just ain't right. She could see the inside of the structure with the lights inside to illuminate what she believed to be a desk. Oh, it was a, a scientist. Possibly. A blackened figure came into view in the craft and seemed to sit down at the desk. She could see that it wore some kind of black uniform and had odd headgear. It then stood up and approached a light-washed doorway, which seemed to be the doorway in and out of the craft. She got chills at the sight of the figure peering out, seemingly right at her. If it was a normal RV door, then it would be then it would put this being around seven foot tall. So it got up from the desk, and a doorway opened, oh, which shit. she perceived to be in and out. And right. it was standing in the doorway, looking out, facing directly at her, staring her down. She said she Don't fucking got look at chills me. because yeah. she could feel its gaze on her. Uh, she panicked at the realization it was looking at her and quickly closed the curtain and called Tom again. God, he decided... Damn it, Nancy. <laughs> Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> Sorry, that's my, that's my mistress. Um... Uh, he decided to head back home after these two events and drove through the night. He decided to head back home. Yes. Uh, when he returned the next morning, Tom and Ellen walked out to the spot of the RV. There on the ground, they saw no evidence of an RV, but what they did see were huge footprints. Mm. In the outline of a boot, these footprints were eight inches long, and unlike military boots, unlike military boots, they were smooth-bottomed and had a round heel. Huh. No ridges for traction. Uh, this was the final event before the family started to realize that they might actually be in danger in the ranch. Interesting. Interesting. Now, a common occurrence of the, for the family on the ranch was for them to witness odd orange-shaped, orange, odd-shaped structures yeah. in the sky above their property. Yeah. They always seem to be in the same spot on the in the sky, too. Um, they hovered low. Oh, I talk about these. Nice. Sorry. No, no I'm glad. They hovered low above the trees, and all members of the family had spotted these things dozens of times. Mm -hmm. It's a very common occurrence. It's going to blow your mind. It frequently became a thing for Tom to sit out and use a stump to watch the structures through his binoculars or his night vision scope. Mm -hmm. These structures would appear as a flat, elongated object or sometimes as a large setting sun circle perfectly round sphere. Yes, sir. But one of, on one of these sightings... While looking through his scope, he could see the structure in great detail, this time observing as much as he could of it. And Franny. Apart from the... Okay. <laughs> okay. Nandor <laughs> uh, Hodor was flying through in his X-Wing. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Hey, you just gave it away. Yeah. Nandor <laughs> Fucking Nandor. New Nandor. Definitely fucking for the Republic. Or, uh... Definitely works for the Empire. <laughs> Apart from the abnormality of its appearance, the size, the color, the fact that it wasn't the setting sun, it wasn't the sun because the sun had already set. 
As well as, you know, that's on your ranch. Yes, it always appears in the same spot in the sky. Yeah. In this case, as he examined the detail in this one, in the center of it, he could see what he described as another sky. Oh, The really? other sky was lit up like it was daytime wherever this was. He I, felt... Huh? Sorry, I said like the opposite. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to stop you. No, you're good. He felt as if he was peering through a window to somewhere else. On another occasion, he witnessed the same orange structure... But this time it was devoid of a sky on the other side. Yeah, it was actually a bathroom and, and Franny was taking a shit. Like, what are you he's doing? Like, he's like, turn it off. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. But no, for real though, this time, yes. however, he could see different layers of the inside of this structure. He he likened it to the layers of an onion. He pulled a oh, shrek. He did. Um, uh, this time. like a cake. No, an onion. I like onions. I like onions. Ogres like onions. I love onions. You eat them like an apple. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this time, though, an object appeared inside of the mm-hmm. call it orange circular structure. Yeah, that works. Uh, an object appeared and actually exited it. Um, he could see against the bright orange. He could see it very clearly against the bright orange background. A fast-moving triangular, black triangular object that grew bigger in size as it exited and came towards him. So it was seemed like it was. As it was leaving, it was growing yeah. inside. So where is it coming from? Maybe this is some kind of wormhole portal something. Maybe. It continued towards him at an incredible silent rate of speed before once again being lost to the night above him. This was the first, but not the last time, Tom would witness crafts coming out of these structures. Yes. And the investigation team witnessed one too. Mm-hmm. And isn't there... There's a picture I saw of one of them, right? I don't have a picture back. I've seen a picture somewhere of one. Anyway, I've said my first and only um, Lennon's thought in blueprint here. You only have one thought? Um, No, because for the rest of them, I just interjected them when I wanted. Oh, beautiful. Are these portals to another dimension, or is this where all these strange occurrences come from? Yeah, I really channeled my AAT on this. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of where I was wondering on it. But I'm sure we'll talk about it more for you. My final story to part with from the Gormans' stay on the ranch, is by far the most fascinating to me. The Gormans were high-end cattle ranchers, and they were good at it. They were becoming well-known in their area for the quality they were producing. Damn good at it. Tom was dedicated to his cattle and do everything in his power to ensure their safety and health, and he would beat himself up if even one went missing. Mm-hmm. But this suddenly began to happen. Not just one. No, many. Cattle would often go missing and just appear to vanish or randomly cattle would die strange deaths. Yeah. Cattle mutilation is a very common occurrence in all parts of the UFO world, and in some cases here on the ranch, they were extraordinarily weird. Kind of like Jeff. Kind of like how weird I said extraordinary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cattle would be found mutilated, Mm -hmm. but with surgical precision. Mm. Straight, flawless cuts, organs removed in a surgical manner, and bodies devoid of all blood were not an uncommon occurrence. Right. Eventually, researcher George Knapp was brought in to start investigating these events with his team. More on him and his team and their investigation in part two, but one event that was reported to him directly is wild to say the least. Yeah. Um, I, this is my favorite story from the ranch. Yeah. So I know it was during George Knapp's investigation time, yeah. but he wasn't there investigating on the ranch. Well, to be fair, most of the stuff that happened was during the time. Correct. Um. As we've seen, and I said, the cattle seem to be a big mixing spoon in the activity bowl. 
One day in April, Ellen and Tom were driving by their bullpen. Sat inside were four prized black Angus and black cemental bulls. Thank you for taking this one. You're welcome. Why? Oh, because I didn't write it down because like, okay, I think Lennon will cover this This one. is my favorite part. So I just wrote, reference bull story in mind. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. All right. Pay attention, people. Yes. Lennon's telling some shit. Four prized black Angus and black cemental bulls, each fucking yoked with muscle and each weighing more than 2,000 pounds. If I can find the photo, I'll add it because they're fucking huge. They're big boys, yeah. These bulls, now, they looked on them fondly as they drove by and remarked how proud of them they were. Those are some beautiful bulls. Yeah. yeah they are, Aunt Franny. They're, they're doing the hey, Lord's work. What the fuck? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> God damn it. Go back to go back to your son Dave one time. <laughs> you two can go back, talk to Jeff the Talking Mongoose. <laughs> episode 51. So, 45 nope, minutes. 50, episode 50. 45 minutes later, while driving by on their return from wherever it was they were, yep. Ellen glanced off at the bullpen and screamed. Tom slammed on the brakes and looked for himself. Being dramatic. The bulls were gone. Disappeared. What do you mean dramatic? I That's their dramatic. livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be fucked without hey, him. Hey, listen, he's a is a professional inseminator. Yeah. Um, so those bulls are very important. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. super valuable to them. Uh, so they looked and the bulls were gone. Yep. Tom raced into the crail and heard nothing, silence, and most importantly, no bulls. Hmm. He paced around the crail looking for any evidence of where these animals could have gone in 45 minutes. He walked yep. over to a small white trailer that was at the far end of the crail. It hadn't been opened in years, and the only entrance was a small man door that was kept locked. Mandor Fodor. Nandor Fodor. <laughs> as, he, as he walked by, he happened to just glance inside and was and froze with shock. There, inside the trailer, in a hypnotic, motionless state, stood the four bulls. He quickly yelled for Ellen and looked on them. They seemed in an almost unconscious haze, just standing there catatonic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As Ellen ran over, Tom banged on the side of the trailer. The bulls, this seemed to snap the bulls out of whatever hold was over them. and they left them in their hold. Right, and they woke up to the realization of their situation. They began kicking and clamoring around in the tight space and destroying the interior, trying anything they could do to escape. They Fren made themselves a door. Yeah, frenzied cries began bellowing out of their the massive beasts, all trying to escape this trailer. A, the door was kicked out by one of them, and all four began filing out of it, tearing it apart in their hurried exit, and they began stampeding around. Actually, the side was kicked out. It was a new door now. Oh, the side was kicked out? Yep, the door was never even touched or opened. Oh. I just in the book. Anyway, it, that's that's part of the. In the book, yeah, it sorry. says uh, a door was kicked out and ripped apart. Yeah, it, uh, one of the bulls kicked the side out and it just fucking. Busted. I guess that so. Makes it sense made a door, then. right? So. Um, and then they actually. Yeah, yeah then they stamp, started stamping. Of course, I just went into a little bit of my investigation, but that's just a little sneak peek. A little sneak peek of preview. Uh, it took Tom and Ellen several hours to calm them down, but with no explanation for the events that transpired. Yeah. Now. Those bulls were heavy. You would have to use a fucking yes. crane to move them. Well, how the fuck would you get them in there? I don't want to get too much into it because that's part of the investigation. It's but fucking that's that was one of the wildest stories it, to me. Wrangling them in there is one thing. Wrangling them in there without using a door. Yeah. There's only one door to this trailer. Yeah. How do you do that? Right, and the door was locked. It mm -hmm. had been locked for years. I think uh, what's, cobwebs on the inside. I was about to say that he looked and there was cobwebs on it. Yep. It's so weird. That just that is just blows my mind. 
Was it? Did you watch the documentary? I didn't watch the documentary, but I saw a lot of the. They showed bits and pieces of it on the okay. um, presentation he gave in sure. 2018. So. I think in the documentary, you went into more details on a lot of stuff, so that was pretty yeah. cool. Um, that's another thing everyone should check out is the documentary Hunt for the Skinwalker by Jeremy yeah. Corbell. He does many good documentaries. I really like his yeah his work. Didn't he? Do, did he do the Bob Lazar one? I've never seen it, so I don't know. To be honest with you. I could be wrong. He just did. I think he did UFO one. Um, sorry. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I think I watched that documentary like years ago because I was watching a trailer for it and I was like, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember when. Yeah, it was good. It's very good. I might have to watch that again. You might have to just for the fun of it. Maybe before we do our next episode. Oh wait. Um. So, we're hitting all these weird events with them again. Like I said, it's not nearly all of them. But no. check out the movie, check out the documentary, check out George Knapp stuff, and listen to part two to find out some more stuff. But uh, all we know is that from day one with the wolf, the Gormans experienced truly bizarre things on the ranch before finally moving out. What I covered only scratched the surface of the events centered around their life, t- around their life there. Mm-hmm. The, these events are an anomaly, a hotbed of activity that spans cryptids, poltergeist activity, UFOs, and even possibly interdimensional portals, question mark? Possibly. But the phenomena that encapsulates the ranch was not specific to just the Gormans. Investigative teams and even the U.S. government mm-hmm. have studied the ranch to unlock the secrets it holds to this day. For more info about the Gormans and the life they had in the ranch, check out the book I covered for this episode, Hunt for the Skinwalker. And for more on George Knapp and his team's investigation, be sure to listen next week for part two on Skinwalker Ranch. Ba, ba, ba. Boom. It's- Lead it. Lead it? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know what to say. I won't lead it. Yep. I'll lead. That's my episode. That's your episode, friendo. We divided and conquered that one. So, yeah, this is the beginning of the how end. it really oh, came sorry. out. I'm sorry. Not how it really came out, but um, like the family before it, they lived in, like I said, they moved. Yeah. But um, do you remember? So, they, they, they lived in Salt Lake City, Utah most of their time. Right. But um, it was an elderly couple. But uh, the Gormans were inheriting a weird setup from them. The, yes, they were. The the house, the homestead and stuff, they had bars on the windows and locks on the doors and they stuff. They had two and, like, big weird. Like, posts with big chains. Like, they had two big guard dogs right outside yeah. their house. Um, they said, uh, before you dig on the ranch, call us or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they need to be contacted for some reason. Yeah. Like, if but, you sold it. But. But that's a common thing. But. They said, when asked if any, anything like this happened to them, they said, no, nothing happened. Yeah, okay. Then why do we have to contact you before digging? And why right. do you have all these weird things? Right. Why did so, you move? Exactly. Well, weird shit. Um, did you say that Skinwalker Ranch is back on? Yeah, uh, We episode four will be this Tuesday to give you an idea of when the fuck we're recording. Dope, I gotta catch up. Is it? <clears throat> What's it what are you watching it on? So, uh, History Channel. Okay, I have that. I was about to say, if you don't, I'll just give you my sling login. Okay. I mean, I won't give you my sling login. <laughs> it's for the business. <laughs> uh, their third episode, which I haven't seen yet, they shot a rocket like they've been doing over the triangle, mm-hmm. where they have a lot of the anomalies, and it kind of looks like a uh, penis. The, the rocket thing hit something, blew up invisible, and it looks like there's some kind of anomaly cone looking thing really? that it hit, which. That's what I kind of, 
I'll kind of touch, not touch on the cone, but I'll give an opinion about that uh-huh. kind of in my episode. Okay. Um, it was one of my last stories I'm very fascinated by. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's dope. Well, I'm excited to talk about my thoughts on this fucking place next episode. Yeah, final thoughts would be next episode. That's what I'm saying. We, why would we do two episodes of final That's thoughts? exactly. I started writing them. I'm like, no, I, this is next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I mean, gather them, of course. Well, yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah. yeah. yeah so. I l- find it extremely fascinating. I love that show. So if you also haven't watched Skinwalker Ranch. Check that show out, The too. Secrets Pretty of good. Skinwalker Ranch. Make sure History you do channel. a big old shout out to Dragon. Yeah! <laughs> I don't know why I did that. The old Howard Dean, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to Texas. We're going to the White House. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that guy. Yeah! Well, ladies, gentlemen, Squatches, and Nandor Fodor, thank you all so hey, Franny. much. Don't forget Aunt Franny. I don't care about her. I like no, Nandor. Nandor is my man. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts or opinions, you can do so by finding us on Instagram, now on Reddit, Facebook, and on our YouTube channel. The links are all in the show notes below. If you enjoy what we do here at Don't Touch My Sasquatch and would like to support us, join our Patreon to get biweekly bonus shows. Discounts on merch, lots of new merch for everyone to enjoy. Exclusive Patreon-only content and lots more to come. Hit the subscribe button for auto-downloads to listen first thing every Monday morning because you need that on your drive-in. Yeah. Don't forget that our giveaway contest is going on right now. Sure is. There's a giveaway contest. You have until June 10th to leave us a five-star rating or leave us a review, preferably just a rating. Not well, preferably just a rating. Preferably to, both, but yeah. do both. And then you uh, have to... Uh, I think we only really see it if we have actual um, words on it. Correct, exactly. So leave us a rating and review. Um, and then comment on one of our socials on the announcement post. Yes. Um, that will be pinned at the top or... it'll Everywhere. be yep. Yeah. So comment there so we know that you've entered, you've done it, and you want this cool-ass mug. For which, Virginia. Is right here. You get a dope mug for the listeners. Here, 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 here. Um, did we say that we're giving away a shirt too? We did say we're giving away a shirt. Then you get a shirt too. Somebody That's... gets a shirt. Somebody gets a mug. Two people. You get a shirt and a mug. Yeah. The, number one gets the shirt. That's the funny part. Number two gets the mug. Well, wouldn't it be funny if it was the other way around? <laughs> Maybe it's number one gets the mug and the other number two gets the shirt. Well, we'll figure it out. But either way, so will you guys. June tenth is the last day to do it by. So make sure you do that. Yeah. Thought the shirt was first because it was more expensive. It is. I was joking. Oh, okay, okay. Woo. That's what I was saying. Wouldn't it be funny if the second place got the best thing? <laughs> oh, gotcha. Oh. Anyway, I tell us you. what you love and how you are enjoying the show. Share oh, us on you. your socials. Tell your cryptid-loving friends and family about us. Subscribe. Hit the bell. and Like the videos on YouTube. You know, just all the beautiful stuff. YouTube. Yes, what YouTube. about it? I'm going to tease something. Okay. I want to do a little monthly thing for YouTube. Okay, fucking throw it at me. Subscribe. Okay. Because you might actually win some stuff every month. Will you now? Uh, new subscribers. Okay. Yeah. But we'll get more on that next episode. Oh, baby. So, this will all help us to grow and bring even more great content for you to enjoy. Woo, that was a mouthful. It was. That's what she said. Join us next Monday for our next incredible episode. You may write us, rate us, review us, but remember to always stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's crawling out of an orange portal. Oh, fancy. See ya. Teaser.
One, two, three. Ah, son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm ready to go, baby. Yeah. For me to sit here and just die of allergies. Yeah. Sally sucks six sucks. Sally sucks six scrotums. Sally sucks six scrotums. Sally sucks six scrotums. Hands. <laughs> I'm just going to take it and run with it for 12 pages. You sound like Goofy. <laughs> See that? I'm doing my best not to. Show it. It's okay. There's a long pause. <laughs> I'm doing my best not to. Show it. Show it. I, I emotionally blocked it out. <laughs> CG CGI animals made me upset. <laughs> but I ain't wasting any time on it now. Because <laughs> every three oh, months. Everybody could do little blossoms and little blows. But I ain't wasting any time on it. Because every three months, a person gets ripped apart by a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> Two, one. Oh, that might have been closest yet. Pretty good. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I think the headphones are still up a little bit. Uh, where am I? Here I am. 